Hi, it's Karen here. And before we begin, I want to share some behind the scenes information. I have been organizing, writing, hosting, and producing this show for nearly two years. And I love sharing stories to inspire you with these messages of hope, happiness, and better health. Though in the day-to-day, there are costs incurred. And so we've created some inspirational swag. From t-shirts to baby onesies to cropped hoodies and more, this will hopefully help us afford to produce this show. So please, I would appreciate it if you'd check it out. You can go to prettywellness.com and head to the shop tab. Let's begin. I want to welcome you to Happiness Through Hardship, the podcast. I'm Karen Sullivan, the founder of Pretty Wellness, a two-time breast cancer survivor thriving with stage four disease and author of the book, Happiness Through Hardship, a guide for cancer patients and caregivers that shares the same name as this podcast. I'm also a girl who wishes on pennies. I try to see the good in everything, even when life is not so great. But sometimes it takes a little more. And this podcast will provide you with what worked well for me. Success stories of people that have been through hard times and simple suggestions that brought hope, resources, and connections. If you've liked these episodes, please do me a favor, rate, review, and subscribe. Your efforts truly will help this podcast get noticed and help us inspire more people. Or reach out to us at Pretty Wellness on Instagram. We love connecting and sharing healthy lifestyle resources. So please, grab your favorite drink, get cozy, and let's get started. I am so excited to introduce you to Ari Adams, author, mother, and CEO of ShiftCon Eco Wellness Conference. Over 10 years ago, she started a blog on how to save money, which launched her career as a go-to parenting resource. She's been featured on Dr. Oz, Today, The Huffington Post, to name a few. Today, Ari continues to showcase her parenting adventures while leading a natural lifestyle and learning about her responsibilities in the world. She took over leadership as CEO of one of the biggest eco-wellness conferences, ShiftCon, a few years before the COVID-19 pandemic. She did this to encourage and inspire others to lead a healthy and sustainable lifestyle. Today, Ari is going to share her story about family illness, and she's going to also tell us about the lessons reminded from it. Ari, thank you so much for being here today. I'm so grateful. Thank you, Karen. I'm so excited to join you today as well. Well, and to let the listeners know, we actually met because I was a speaker at ShiftCon a few years ago, and so we had the opportunity to work together a little bit and then obviously meet at the amazing event. Yes, it was such a delight meeting you. I remember our first conversation. I remember actually talking to you ahead of time and you sharing your story, and I shared a little bit about mine and then getting to meet you in person. I, um, you had your book signing at our event. That was really exciting. It's been quite a journey, but just a wonderful, um, wonderful experience having you as part of part of my life and our community. Well, well, thank you. That um, obviously in this space that we're both in, obviously it's about natural living, sustainable living, healthy living. What's mm-hmm. really amazing is that so much of it is 
inspirational about how we can just live a better life. And yeah. I really would like to jump in and for you to share with us the story about your family, which led you down a path to relearn some lessons and maybe even teach yourself and others new ones. Yeah. Um, so in, in 2016, that was a really interesting year. You know, you go through um, ebbs and flows in life. Um, but 2016 was a year that it just seemed like tragedy and, and illness and everything else was just, you know, just surrounding me. Um, my husband had gotten sick. We didn't know what was going on with him. Then my younger brother, um, he had to have a, a liver transplant. He had a liver disease kind of brought on by, um, you know, medication and things like that. I can't, I won't get all the way into that because that's a whole <laughs> other conversation. Um, but then um, my sister, my stepsister, actually, she was diagnosed with leukemia just out of the blue, just weeks after her, her uh annual, you know, annual physical with the doctor where they told her everything was fine. And then weeks later, she's in, uh, she's in an induced coma. And I like, <laughs> you know, not to get like really dark about it, but I remember we were in the hospital and, you know, we asked the doc the doctor, we're like, you know, what's the prognosis doc? And he's like, oh, she's gone. She's going to die. You give her two days. Um, it was the, <laughs> it was the most, it was the coldest, uh, response I'd ever heard in my whole life. And I mean, it was just so terrible. We were just all just distraught, broken, you know, it, that ended up as a complete miracle because she survived and she was fine and she became cancer free, uh, you know, after a series of treatments and stuff like that. So it was a huge miracle, but at the time, <clears throat> what that led us to do was, you know, really think about what, you know, what's going on in our lives. How can we take back control of, um, of things that are otherwise not within our control. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And, and that exact statement is why I think I came to healthy living myself because I felt with my cancer, I'm not a doctor. I can't cure cancer or do the research for it. That's for somebody else to do, but I, what can mm -hmm. I control? And so you know, we, we, and we talked about this. We, we went on it for different reasons slightly, but a similar path. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, these things are going to happen. These, you know, we just have to figure out what, you know, what part can we play in, in making sure we're doing the best things for our bodies and, um, and for our health and we're staying on top of it and we're being true um, advocates for our own health, you know? And, um, and so we, you know, at that point, that's actually what brought me into the ShiftCon community. So I was, you know, I, I've been a blogger since actually 2009 and, you know, I, I, I visited my first, I attended my first ship con in 2016. And I just met this amazing community of people who, uh, you know, who've, who have their own stories, their own journeys, their own ways of, of um, improving their own lives and their health. And I shared, you know, what I was going through. I heard a lot of stories from other community members. And I think at that time, the, the overarching theme at that time for me was just, okay, so I've just gone through this really like traumatic, series of events that I don't understand. I don't know what to do about it. And it just became a, an idea that, okay, you know what, when you go through these things, you have to somehow turn it into purpose, right? So, you know, these things happen to you. How can you heal? You know, how do you heal from it? You heal from it by really giving back and, and realizing that these things happen so you can help others. So you can find some purpose and some way to, um, 
to help others overcome these things because they're going to happen. Uh, and so that was like a big part of why I, you know, later on became uh, CEO of ShiftCon, why I took over the conference and, and the event, because I really wanted to inspire others. I wanted to continue to learn and grow myself, but I wanted to help others do the same. And, I, and you know, ShiftCon really fosters that environment for learning and growth and support and everything else. So that was my opportunity to, um, you know, to to really continue to grow and foster that community and and help others heal and um, and you know dedicate our 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 lives to you know taking control of our health and um, and a, you know healthier and more sustainable lifestyle. And so that's kind of the the long and short of what got me into Shifcon. Well, so I, you know I know because you and I have stayed in touch that the cancer came back for your sister. And it did. It did. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so it was actually just this past summer. Um, it came back with a vengeance. But, you know, of course, it's, it's been a devastating time for my family. But at the same time, you know, I look at it like we had five extra years that we did not think we were going to have. You know, we were told two days and those two days turned into five years. So, you know, and all that's a blessing that um, we, you know, we take for granted. You know, we have, you know, we have a limited amount of time with everybody, all of our loved ones on this earth. And it's, it's really important for us to, um, to take that time and, and use it, use it wisely, you know, share with your loved ones, how you feel about them, you know, be present in everyone's life. You know, I'm, you know, a prime example of someone who likes to retreat to my own space sometimes and, um, you know, and not reach out at least that's, that's how it used to be. But now it's like, no, I'm not going to miss an opportunity to tell someone I love them or to, to call someone or to, um, spend some time with someone and just be present in, you know, in the life that we have now with the people we love. And I think that was a big reminder. That's like the big, you know, takeaway, I guess, from everything that, you know, that we, that my family's been through. We, you know, it's to the point now where we don't, we don't hang up without saying, I love you, you know, <laughs> like um, they're all in other States, but it's like, you know, I, I, I go up there, I spend time and, you know, real time, real valuable time. We enjoy each other and, that's just really important. And, and, you know, so every minute, every, every, you know, every day you have with somebody, make it, make it worthwhile. And what I think is interesting is inherently, I hope, I think a lot of people know that, but I encourage mm-hmm. the listeners and maybe you can even mention it. Like we, we have to figure out what that looks like to each of us because saying I love you might come really natural to a lot of people, Mm-hmm. Uh, to other people, maybe it would mean more if they wrote once a year or once a month uh, uh, a, a note to their loved ones showing yeah. their appreciation. You know, what are different ways that people can stay connected, be present in their life? And I guess I, I would love to to know what some of your thoughts would be, whether they were practices that helped you be present during the hardship or practices that keep you present now, what do you recommend for people? Yeah. So, okay. Well, to answer the first part, as, as far as it's true, some people are not, I love you people. Um, my family, we're all like huggy kissy. I love you. We are those people. But you know, for some friends of mine, like it's just a, like, I'll, I'll send a message out like, Hey, you know, don't have time to talk now. Life is crazy, but just, just saying hi, just letting you know, I'm thinking about you. Like it can be just that simple. 
um, you know, if you're on social media, like I, every now and then I'll share a post like, hey, I know you haven't heard from me for a while, but just know that I still love you and I'm still here and um, and I'm proud of you. You know, things like that. Sometimes it's just, you know, very simple checking in um, and, um, you know, putting out that good energy to to the world, to other people, to people that you love and so on. Um, as far as for me, like, you know, it, and actually this is this is fairly recent for me that like I started meditating um, and I've always been someone who tries to stay centered and I'll do like my chakra cleansing and things like that. I've always been that person. But this year I had to really, you know, take the time and effort. And I, like I actually put into my calendar every day a time for meditation. Um, usually it's the mornings when I first get up and, um, you know, folks are still asleep and I can just really have that time. Or it's like late at night before I go to bed. And I went so far as to I set up a whole little Zen room, you know. Oh, I love um, it. Yeah. like. So here's the thing too, you know, I have, I have two daughters, my husband, uh, they've taken over every piece of our house. Okay. Like that's, that's just, you know, parenting, like they've taken over every, like, I can't go to a room where I don't see like a sock or a shoe or book bag or paper or whatever. But I took this one room in my house and I'm like, nobody's allowed in here. This is my space. It's, it, you know, coincidentally, it's the cleanest room in the house, but, um, <laughs> I, I that. I made that my Zen room and I got this idea from a friend of mine who, you know, did something similar in her house. And so I have like, you know, my chakra towels and, and I have a TV set up there so I can play like, you know, I'll have like meditation videos on YouTube that I'll just play and I'll sit there. I'll have, have all of my stones, my crystals. Um, and I just take that time to just, you know, retreat and sit back and, and, and meditate. And sometimes it's a grateful meditation. Sometimes it's just a relaxation meditation. Sometimes it's, you know, it's like, like sometimes I'll do like um, manifestation uh, meditations where it's like, okay, I want, I'm, I'm, I'm welcoming great things into my life, you know? And so I, I, you know, I switch it up just depending on, on the day and what I need and what I, what I feel like I'm missing um, at the time. And it's been, it's been wonderful. And I, and I'll be honest, I was not, you know, I, I've always known about meditation and the importance of it, but I never made it a deliberate effort in my life. And since doing that, I think it's been a lot more, um, things have been a lot more bearable and manageable because I have that, that time to just sit and think and, and reconnect with myself and just be present in, in a moment. Um, I think that's, it's really important, you know, for people to find that. I will say, I think the key word in all of what you just said is deliberate or maybe mm -hmm. even intentional is mm -hmm. uh, the, the world I think is paying a lot closer attention to mental wellness and meditation yeah. is just, you know, one of a number of mindful practices that can really help. And so mm -hmm. to your point, like you figured out what works for you and you made it deliberate choice that every day you were going to schedule it in your life. Mm -hmm. I think that's wonderful. I will say that like, you live in Atlanta, so you've got plenty of rooms in your house. I, you know, live in Connecticut. My house is probably significantly smaller than yours. However, we, you know, there's a ton of people that live, that don't have houses, that live in big cities where they live in shoeboxes or the equivalent. And I've heard of people creating like a corner in mm -hmm. wherever they live. It's their meditation corner. Yeah. They could do the same thing that you're talking about or something similar in a corner that, is like filled with good energy mm -hmm. or out, you know, even if, if you have like a, a, an outdoor space, you can do it there as well. Um, just something where, it, you know, like 
if, if I'm not home, I'll just have like, I'll put my, my AirPods in and I just listen to it, you know, wherever I am. Um, just something to, to take a moment and, and a breather, take some time away from all of the things happening around you and just have that time with yourself. That's the main part. Now, are there any favorites that you have that you, whether favorite yogis or meditation teachers or, you know, apps on, in, in, the, in the app store that you think are important that you'd recommend to people? I mean, I think there's so many and, and a lot more come, you know, come to the scene. I think it's a very personal experience. So it's hard for me to say, because I've had recommendations for some, for some yogis that like are very popular and I'm like, ah, oh, that doesn't really work for me. I think it's really just a, a personal experience on what, what you need at the time and what resonates with you. Um, you know, and I think like, as far as apps, I know a lot of, a lot of um, friends of mine, we've all gotten into the Calm app. That's been one. Yes. Um, that kind of just like, and it's, it's great because it kind of, it really does force you to, to take that time, you know, like you, you can set reminders for it and everything else. So that's just an easy, like, I think that's a good way to kind of transition into a meditation practice. And then you find your own groove after that. What's interesting that you say that you have to listen to what resonates with you at the time. I started with the Headspace app. They give you 10 free sessions that you could do all the time if you wanted. Mm -hmm. Or then you can mm -hmm. go into the subscription model and it offers a lot more. And I really, I loved his voice. I loved the little animations that taught me how to meditate because I felt like, oh, like I need to be sitting on a hill and eating granola. And like I had <laughs> these ideas in my mind of what meditation was and it wasn't for me. However, yeah. just like everything else, it's, it's like practice, try it. If it doesn't work the first time, try it a few different times. And I did end up getting into Headspace and really liking it. And mm -hmm. then a year ago, I couldn't sleep. And I decided to try the Calm app. And what's funny is that now the Calm app is what speaks to me. Not the he not Headspace anymore. And I mean, it's a it's a brilliant app. I really like that one too. But to your point, if, if something doesn't work, try it in a different way. Yeah, because I did that too. Like I'll have, you know, I just, I saved a bunch of different YouTube videos and I'm like, you know, I'll start one and I'm like, okay, no, I, I don't, I'm not feeling this right now. And so I'll switch to something else. Um, but I'm always trying different ones and, and, and just kind of feeling the, feeling the, the moment and the energy and seeing how, um, how it makes me, you know, how it makes me feel. And then I can always switch up, but you're right. I mean, at different points in your life, you're going through different things different things are resonating with you. And it's, it's really just um, finding your groove. But, but again, it's, it's committing, you know, to finding something that's going to, that's going to, you know, recenter you and, and, and um, give you that grounding space you need. Now I'm going to take a little bit of a left turn here because you and I both really embrace healthy living, natural mm -hmm. living, and, Obviously, ShiftCon means something to both of us. Can you share with the listeners, when you first started to dive in and you knew that you wanted to take some control of everybody's health, were there any practices or ways of life or products, things that you used that you're still doing today? And then are there some things that you did for a little bit and you're like, nah, I don't think that's as important? <laughs> Um, well, so, okay, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of my, my, like going way back, my background. Um, so my family's actually, we're from West Africa and, you know, a big conversation we have now is just about, 
you know, going back to our roots and how our ancestors ate and so on and so forth, right? And so that's really how I grew up. So without knowing that I, I lived, I grew up in this organic, natural lifestyle, that's how I lived. That's all my family cooked and so on and so forth. Um, and then in, um, you know, I'll say like around like, you know, adulthood, once I got, you know, lived on my own, had my own bills to pay and everything else, I think I kind of, I kind of slipped from that. Like I didn't, yep. I didn't really eat right. I just kind of bought whatever was cheap and, you know, and all of that. Um, and that became a, you know, obviously very problematic. And, um, and I think like, you know, after a while it, it's like, okay, no, I have to get back to that. I have to get back to what, um, what works for my, what works for me, what makes my body feel good, what makes my body function as it should. And, you know, by that time, also I had my kids with me. So it's like, I'm really concerned for them. I want to make sure they're getting what they need, but at the same time, and this is actually a funny story. So my, my mother-in-law, she's, she's the same, you know, organic lifestyle. Um, she came into my pantry and, um, and this was at the time when I, when I was, you know, I was a deal blogger. So a lot of the coupons and stuff like that you share have like, I mean, a lot of the coupons are for, you know, junk food and things that yeah. junk food and things that you're not really supposed to eat, but they're cheap. Right. And I get it. I get the need for that. Cause I understand, you know, budgets are important, but she comes into my pantry and she's like, you know, she just has a complete fit about it. And I'm upstairs and she wipes out my, like almost my entire pantry. <sighs> like she throws everything away. She looks at every single ingredient and every, every box or anything. And she's like, no, this cannot be. Um, and so it, it was like, um, I, I love my mother-in-law. I do, but I'm just, I was like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? But, um, you know, I had this like, the, the thing was here, I'm like, okay, well, I have to also bribe my kids with something and granola bars don't seem to do it. Yeah. So where do I find that balance? And, you know, a great message, like I learned from, from ShipCon um, and like the founder, Leah Segedi, she, uh, she wrote a book called Green Enough. And, you know, it's basically about like, you know, kind of introducing certain things into your family, like, cause it's hard to, to go from you know, from one, one lifestyle into a completely green lifestyle or clean living. Um, and it's about just kind of introducing things little by little. So I identify the things that my kids, you know, consume the most. That's how I started out. So like certain foods that I know they're going to, they, you know, they have a lot of like milk, for example, they love milk. So I'm like, okay, well, where can I switch up here? Like, you know, so we switched to organic milk and, you know, and our, and the meats in our house. So we switched to organic meats and, it's just about like little by little introducing these things into your family to the point where it becomes habit, you know? Um, and cause I, I think it's hard to completely overhaul your entire house and everything that you, you know, that your family is used to, but I think it's, you know, it's just about introducing things little by little. And then it becomes more, um, you know, that's how it really becomes a sustainable lifestyle. If it's like, okay, so we're not going to do anything. We're not going to eat anything, you know, any junk food for the rest of our lives. Like that's a really hard thing right. to just say, right. <laughs> you know? Um, but I think the little, like little by little introducing those things, making them habits. It's to the point where my kids, like they really do. They enjoy granola bars. Like that's what they want for, um, you know, for a snack at school. And it's great, but it's because of, you know, a, a, a transition that they, they went through that um, made them more comfortable and, and made it feel like less of a, of a drastic change in their life. And so I think that's the biggest thing. Just, just, um, making it a gradual process, but I think that's what, that's what lends to the sustainability of it, you know? 
Well, and I think, especially when it comes to food, because clearly, you know, we eat every day, we eat multiple times a day. And when you've got somewhat of a schedule in life, it takes a lot of time and planning to change Mm -hmm. everything. So to make it gradual makes sense. And then to your point, it doesn't seem like so harsh. It's Mm -hmm. just little by little. I will say when it came to some of the products, I learned a lot through Momovation, which is obviously tied and and green enough, Leah's book that you had mentioned. Mm -hmm. I was doing, and, and Chris Carr from Crazy Sexy Chris, I was learning a lot about the toxins in really in our environment. And that is like, that could be a whole nother two podcasts or several podcast episodes. I mean, it's such a heavy topic. What do you make a priority with your family when it comes to non-toxic living outside of food? So first of all, you know, like a lot of people, I don't think anyone chooses to live in an environment that's toxic. Right. Um, like you wouldn't buy a house in a neighborhood that's like, oh, you know, FYI, this is a toxic wasteland. Totally, you know? right. But what ends up happening is, you know, all of these pollutants in the environment down to how your house is built. You know, I, I don't know if you remember that um, or if you attended this session, but we had a session at ShipCon about like things to be concerned about within your own house, like uh, wellness in your walls, I think it was called. Um, but, um, you know, it's like, it's really just learning about, what to, you know, like knowing what you don't know, you know, like what is, what, what are the toxins that you're, that you're exposed to, that you're exposing your family to that you may or may not know so that you can make the better decisions. And so like, that's, that's a a big part of what I try to, to bring to like our community. Just, you know, these are some resources to check out when you're buying a new home or looking in a new area or um, just, you know, just general environmental things that, you know, we're just not aware of. Uh, and so like being aware of that, like ha- kind of helps me make those decisions. So when it comes to, for like repainting our house, like I'm more concerned about the type of paint we use or, um, you know, I actually have it, I, this, especially during COVID. So EnviroCleanse, um, the, that's a brand that makes like a, um, kind of like a filtration system for the house and with like a UV light that goes through it. And it's like, it's, it's not, it's not huge, but it's like a, a small box that I have in my living room that goes all day long, just kind of cleansing the air. And, you know, fortunately, we've been able to avoid a lot of illness in this house. Yeah, I feel like it's working. So it's like an, it's an air filter, but also has yeah. some light properties to mm-hmm. it. Exactly. Exactly. It's a really cool device. I'll share, I'll, I'll share that with you as well um, after this, but it's, it's, you know, I just keep it running. It's like a, it, you know, it's, it doesn't, doesn't make a lot of noise. It's like a small little fan kind of thing that just kind of circulate, recirculates the air and keeps it clean um, because, you know, even before COVID, you know, people got sick. Of course, and allergies, like people have sensitivities that they don't realize. And exactly, you've got animals that bring things in the house. Mm-hmm. My oldest has a lot of allergies to like, you know, everything outdoors pretty much and, <laughs> and certain dogs and things like that. So this definitely does help, um, help have that. But it's, it's, you know, it's really just learning what, what, like pay attention to ingredients and in, in the beauty products you use, pay attention to, you know, your general hygiene things. And it's, when it becomes so, um, so much a part of your life to look at the labels, it, it's not so drastic to, you know, add certain things to your shopping cart every, every week or however often you shop, you know? Well, and, and that's what I believe too. Now you said the filter's called EnviroCleans, right? Yeah, EnviroCleanse, yeah. EnviroCleanse, okay. 
K-L-E-N. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, and I'll make sure that, that I'll put the link in the show notes if people are interested. But to your point on products, I think it can be very overwhelming. I found it fun. And hey, I had stage four cancer, so I wanted to do everything I thought I could do. Most people, I realize, I hope, don't have that fire underneath them. What I have tried to tell, which I I think you believe in this as well, is like, again, it's the little by little approach. If you're looking to buy new makeup, why don't you try a few different, uh, you know, whatever you're looking for that Mm -hmm. mascara, face moisturizer, but look at what you use the most Mm -hmm. and that may be the most on your body and try and replace those with cleaner products first. Same with cleaning the house all sorts of toxins in some of those clean cleaners. And I know, you know, I'm calling a spade a spade. When with COVID, I went back to some of the harsh cleansers that I wasn't using, but I also continue to offset a lot with something that's cleaner, cleaner, greener and cleaner. Yeah. Which I think again limits we, we're surrounded by toxins, but the less that you can have, it will just make um potentially your health a little better. Yeah. The less, you know, the less you're exposed to the better. And it's, you know, and it's, it's, it's even beyond that. Like, you know, um, I think I I shared this uh, not too long ago, just about how many toxins like children are, our children are exposed to particularly little girls, you know, I have two daughters. So that's like my concern Um, just off of, you know, like there's makeup, there's, you know, uh, sanitary products, uh, you know, hygiene, feminine hygiene products, things like that that they're exposed to, you know, before they're even adults. And so we really have to think, you know, think even beyond just, you know, just the the bigger things. Like those are, that's a very minor thing you think about, but you need to, to just, especially at such a young age, like exposing kids to those things can be so much more harmful for them as they get older. So it's, it's really just paying attention to what, to what your family is most exposed to and starting with those. I think that's the that's definitely the way to go. And what would you recommend if people are listening right now and they're like, "Oh my gosh, I'm this is stressing me out. I'm overwhelmed." What would what are your go-to resources that can help people take, you know, put one foot in front of the other on this journey? So, Momovation, um, Leah's site is is just incredible. I mean, she does full-on studies on every every category of product. Like she and she, you know, she breaks them down into um, you know, bad, better, best. Um, like I, you know, and she, she, she'll tell me all the time. She's like, I do this for you, you know? And I'm like, she really does. She does it for everybody. Um, just in terms of like helping you have a, have a guide for what, you know, what products to look for in different categories. I mean, just everything like across the board from toothpaste to, um, cooking, uh, to pots and pans. I mean, she just has like a full on guide to that. And then you can always like, you know, reach out to her also and ask her like, Hey, can you do a study on X, Y, and Z? And she's usually pretty open to that as well. So that's like a number one, that's like one of my go-tos now. Like she's done tremendous research on that. And, um, and it, it, it's like, it's a, it's a very easy, easy guide to follow. And it's not like, and she explains like if something's on the the okay list or the better list, but not the best list, it, she kind of explains like, this is where they fall short, you know? Um, so it may not be, it's not going to, you know, be the most detrimental thing to use, but at the same time, just something to be concerned about. I, I love that. I, I love her site. I love her resource, her book. I love her book. I think mm-hmm. she's witty and she's got a good sense of humor. And so she, 
like it's like you were when I was reading her book I felt like I was talking to a friend or like listening to a friend I should say yeah <laughs> and the other site I like for people if there are a resource I should say if they really want to take a deeper dive but they have to you know be willing to spend a little bit of time is the environmental working group EWG oh of course right of course, yeah. like to, to you and me that's just uh, I think it's like just the bible of they are they do so much activism. They provide a lot of resources when it comes to environmental, like health and wealth, we'll say. So uh, I'll leave those links again in, in the show notes. For ShiftCon, uh, for our awards last, or 2019, they were our um, uh, NGO of the year. <laughs> so we did vote them for that. They are awesome. And I remember that there was this whole room there that was like beautifully decorated and you you got a be- a little like makeup bag, and we went around, and you could go like shopping with samples. Yes, and that was awesome with all the sponsors that had the EWG symbol. Like now you could go into Target, and they sell a lot of products that have EWG like logo that says yeah. this is green and clean and worthy of our credential. And that's important. So like EWG, um, we have like Made Safe as well for cosmetics. Yep. You know, look yep. at the label, see, you know, are they approved by them? You know, go to those sites and see like the brands that are approved by them. You can go to ShipCon um, to, to our website and see like any brands that we partner with. That's another thing. Like we're super exclusive about our, you know, our brand partners and sponsors for the event. So like we go through a tremendous like research process to make sure like all of their ingredients are clean and their practices are clean and everything else. So it's, you know, like, if we if, if they're allowed to be at our conference, they're fine, you know, because we we've done the research. EWG does the research. Made Safe does that research. So you find those, you know, find those affiliations um, to kind of help you help you through the process of not having to, um, you know, not having to do the research yourself because they've already done it. Well, and the swag bag at the conference is amazing. That's <laughs> worth it all together. But. Anyway, for people that just like, you know, fun little gifts, but like, it's like, it's really, our swag bags are amazing. They are. It's really amazing. And that's, that that must be fun planning that as well. I want to say, I'm so grateful that you've come on, that you've shared a little bit about your family, which is obviously so heartfelt and hard, but how you took some things away, the gentle reminders of what you wanted in life, how you wanted to live your life, and some of those practices that help you do that. I would love if you would play the grateful game with me to end this episode. Are you willing? I am willing. All right. So for those of you who are new to me, I play the grateful game to close out each episode here on Happiness Through Hardship, the podcast. And it's actually a little mindful practice that my son and I started a few years ago where we would snuggle up in bed and talk about what we're grateful for and why. Now, I will tell you as the years have gone on, this is something that you can play with a friend or a loved one, whether you're in the car with them, whether it's before bed, whether it's at a meal, where you just give each other a set amount of time to talk about your day, what you're grateful for, and why. And I will say that, you know, does this move mountains and cure my cancer? No, it doesn't. But because we have made it a deliberate, I'm back to that word, an intentional practice in our lives that we do often, now 
I, I go through my day looking for things that I want to share with my family at night when we play the grateful game. And so I would like you, Ari, to share with me. I will, I will start and I will tell you what I'm grateful for and why. I'll give us, well, we'll say 45 seconds and then I'll toss it to you. So what okay. I'm grateful for and why today. I try and keep it in the 24-hour period, and I try and keep it small because obviously I'm grateful for my health and my husband and my, my kid and all that, but I am grateful for, um, can I say my GT's kombucha that I'm drinking right now? <laughs> I stopped drinking pop. I'm a Midwestern girl at heart. I stopped drinking pop eight years ago, but I do like bubbly fizz, and I love that there's probiotics, and you know, if you fermented tea in kombucha. Now I'll tell you my favorite kind is GTs and for uh-huh. th- you like GTs for those who like the bubbly. It's pretty bubbly. So I'm really grateful for that. It's sitting here on the desk with me as we have this episode. And what else can I say I'm grateful for today? Um, I'm kind of grateful. I know this is silly, but that it's going to rain this weekend and that it's raining right now because I have a book that I really, really want to read in the next few days. And I'll still read, but it gives me more time, or at least in my head, I believe I have more time that I want to like snuggle on the couch with my little doggy and read. So I've got it at two. I'm tossing it to you. Okay. So I'm going to start with, you know, a very sentimental, uh, grateful thing, grateful game um, entry. Like I am, I'm grateful that my family knows how loved they are. So like my daughter, every morning, my youngest daughter, every, every night before she goes to bed, every morning, no matter how much we're rushed, she's like, bye, mommy. I love you. I, you know, I, I make sure to say, I love you too. Have a great day. I'm grateful that they feel that love and they, they put that, they, they put that out into the world as well. Right. Um, on, um, on a lighter note, I'm grateful. And I have been over the past few years for these memes (laughs) that have, um, kept us laughing throughout this tragic pandemic, right? Um, so many like really heavy things happening in the world. And then you go online and then there are these like goofy memes about whatever happened at, you know, like just hilarious memes. So I am grateful for those. <laughs> I, I mean, that's awesome. So, all right, we're, we're, you and I tied for two. The truth is, is it doesn't matter if you win or lose. <laughs> it's if you play the game. Anybody right. who's into sports will contest me on that one because you know most most games you want to win or lose but for this game I think as long as as you figure out what practice works for you then you're going to be a winner in the game of life okay I know I sound really cheesy saying that so just roll your eyes at me but I do believe that authentic positivity authentic not toxic where you're like I love life. I'm happy. If you're not, you're not. It is okay to not be okay. That is what happiness through hardship is all is all about, is I want to show people that even through hard times, there is the ability to find joy. And sometimes right. it's hard, and sometimes you won't. But having hope that tomorrow or a few weeks from now will be better, that is important. So, Please, before we sign off, can you let people know how that they can connect with you or the conference? Yes, definitely. So we are actually going back to an in-person conference next April. Well, it'll be in-person slash hybrid, um, you know, just kind of 
playing everything by ear to see, you know, what we need to do to keep our community safe and keep everyone safe and healthy. Um, but definitely check us out at shiftconmedia.com. So S-H-I-F-T-C-O-N media.com um, for information about our conference and what we have planned for, for next year. The theme, coincidentally, as we're talking about today, is taking back control. So taking back control of your health, um, of your of your lives, of your planet, of your communities. That's what we're all about. And so that's what we're planning for, for next year. So definitely do check us out there. I'm on Instagram at artadamsofficial. Um, definitely follow me there. You can DM me. I love, I love connecting with people in real, you know, in real time. So um, definitely reach out to me there as well. Well, Ari, thank you again for being on and for the listeners. Thank you for taking this journey with us. I know it's not always easy. Whatever you're going through in life, I am sending you lots, 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 lots of big hugs, a little bit of happiness, and hopefully good health. So whatever journey you're going on in life, hopefully you can find a little bit of joy along the way. So have a great day, everyone, and bye for now. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you could do me a favor and take a minute to rate, review, and subscribe. Honestly, you leaving a review really does help us with our podcast ranking. The higher we are ranked, the more people can discover our show. And if you tell your friends about us because you love us, they might as well. So let us know your thoughts. Please connect with us directly. We have a ton of fun on Instagram at Pretty Wellness and would love hearing from you. Thanks again for joining us today. I am sending you so much happiness and great health. Bye for now. <laughs>